Hey, as you file your tax return, Busey wants you to be aware of identity thieves who could be scheming to steal your refund. We talk about it all the time, an observance of them helping you out. They want to provide some steps. File early. Criminals will have less time to use your information on a fake return. That's important. Secure your Wi-Fi connection. Shred sensitive documents. If you can't or if you don't have a shredder, maybe a business somewhere in town would have one and can sit there and allow you to use it. Lock away secure documents. Secure your tax return by mailing it at a post office or official mailbox instead of your home. Busey wants you to be informed of any security issues, scams, or alerts that may compromise your personal or financial information. Visit the Information Security Center on Busey.com or call 1-800-67-BUSEY today. Take that one, Cliff. Busey, member FDIC. Your guy's in the draft. Your guy's in the draft. Your guy is in the draft, Derek. I know. Marvin Harrison Jr. No, is in the draft. No, no, I'm talking about Caleb Williams. Oh, boy. He is Caleb going Williams. to the draft. I'm tired of all the Twitter stuff. Have you, <laughs> you probably haven't seen it. I haven't. It, it's, you know, the old algorithm, whatever. You click on something, and then you'll get suggested tweets. And yeah, yeah, file, yeah, yeah, You're yeah. not following these people, but then all of a sudden you're seeing tweets about certain something that you've maybe clicked yeah. on once. So, of course, I... Click on Bears tweets and Bears Twitter and whatnot. But now it's like the signs are pointing towards Caleb Williams being picked by the Bears. No, the signs are, if you read into what Ryan Pohl said in his press conference, they're keeping Justin Fields. It's just all this back and forth. Too much. What Caleb Williams is liking on Twitter. And he liked one tweet of someone saying they should trade the – Trade the picks. Caleb Williams doesn't end up with the, as a bear, and then he, he likes something pro bears. Like, oh, oh no, it's shifting back. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, I've got it set up. I've got the NFL mock simulator set up. Okay, we're gonna do this right now. All right. You ready? I'm ready. First pick. We have Born six ready. trade offers. So accepted. <laughs> hold on, you gotta. So the Buccaneers for the number one pick overall are offering you pick 19, pick 52, pick 83, next year's first rounder, and next year's second rounder. That's a lot. Do you want me to go ahead and see all the trades before we go on? Yeah, let's see. I would like a higher draft pick this year. Okay. Arizona is offering you pick number four, Uh pick 26, pick 35, pick 66. You'd have four picks in the top 66 from Arizona. And a first rounder next year. That's pretty good. You guys are trading up to want to take. I guess I who? don't know. I don't know. This would foil my plan. If we would tr- we would take Harrison. Yeah, what if we take Harrison that's a want. lot to give up for a wide receiver. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. happening. Okay, uh, Oakland. Let's just say we're not doing trade offers. All right, is that good? Okay. Okay, so I don't know how to get rid of. Oh, I got to click here to close, of course, because there's all these little stupid ads that. All right. Well, Oakland's picked 13, 44, 77, next year first and second rounder. Okay. The next one is Vikings pick 11, 42, 104, first and second next round. And the last trade offer, New England, is three. Yep. 34. Yep. 68. Yep. First and second next round. I'll take New England. I was going to say that's the one, right? So that's I'm going to accept one. that. Yes. Okay, it's been accepted. So, New England takes Caleb Williams. Yep. Washington takes Drake May. We'll take Marvin Harrison. You have one trade offer. The Saints are offering you pick 14-45 and next year's second. Decline. We're rejecting that as fast as possible. So, you are taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Correct. I have uh, selected him for you. Great. All right. Arizona then takes Joe Alt, offensive tackle Notre Dame. I'm Your good guy. with that. Yep. Uh, Olu goes next, uh, Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers. I'd love to have Brock Bowers. And then Kool-Aid McKinnistry goes eight. So now the Bears are at nine, and you have four trade offers. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oakland is offering you pick 13 and 44. You have, oh, Houston's offering you pick 23, 58, 90, 122, and a second rounder next year. Wow. That's a lot. That's five picks for that nine. Uh, L.A. Rams offering you 20, 51, and a fourth rounder next year. Where to get a little greedy, L.A. 
<laughs> and then the Jaguars are offering seventeen forty eight seventy nine. Does it show who's available, like in terms of who I so can pick here? Right now, you have Jaden Daniels, Dallas Turner. Let me get rid of the ad with the car. Rome, Romeo Dunze, yep. Terry and Arnold from Alabama, Latu. I can't. Latu. It'd be dumb to pick Johnny I, Newton. I don't know if you. Uh... Keon Coleman, Florida State. Here's where your team needs QB. Not that you don't know this. Yeah. Edge, cornerback, defensive tackle, safety. Could use another edge. Who's the highest ranked edge? Is there uh, one that's in the mix there? Well, hold on. Let me reject these real quick, and then I think yeah, I can. Yeah, let's pick there. Okay, so we're rejecting these now. So the number one edge would be Dallas Turner from Alabama. All right. You want to take him? There's yeah. Jared Verse as well from Florida State. Chop Robinson, Penn State. Those are your top three edges. We could take Turner uh, or just to go Homer-ish and pick Johnny Newton. I'd take him in the middle of the defense. Oh, man. What do you think? You're on the clock here and you got 28 seconds. Let's take Johnny Newton. Johnny Newton has gone to the Bears at nine. Okay. We'll just let it get through this first round, and we'll see what uh, Dallas Turner then dropped to 14. I, I love kinda, this I love this draft. I, I was going to say, <laughs> if you could get Marvin Harrison and then you uh, oh, a slew of picks next year, right? You move down to three. I mean, it, essentially, that's what you want, isn't it? Move down to three. Yeah, that's what I want. So if you can make a trade, if you could propose a trade with New England, that would be the ultimate for you guys because you know that new england's wanting a quarterback if they're going to move to one they're not going to move to one and give you a first rounder next year for harrison i don't think would they is harrison that no good? they're not going to take harrison they need a quarterback if you knew marvin harrison Mac jones's time is yeah, done there bailey zappy's not the future if you knew marvin harrison was the next larry fitzgerald would you give up a one next year to move up if I'm like, I don't think, if I'm Arizona, well, let's say you're Arizona. I don't think I give up a one next year. Mm. But Arizona's just got so many. They have you mean like, your swap picks and give up a one is what you're saying? Yeah. So we would get Marvin Harrison. Mm. That's a lot. That is a lot. I love doing this. This is uh, if anybody I mean, out there hasn't done it, it's just just Google uh, mock update simulator with trades i think it's pro football focus oh dunze and um neighbors are both really good too i was gonna say but but marvin harrison looks to be another level it's interesting because i heard some guys talking the other day about neighbors and a dunze and how much behind harrison are they as compared to mm. how much behind are other tackles from joe alt and olu yeah Fashion on, I can't ever say his name. Listen, I have come to the conclusion that if this draft happened just like it did, I'm fine with Joel because Arizona got Paris Johnson Jr. last year who could play either right tackle or left. He played every snap at right tackle this year. And if you bring in Joel as your left tackle, and I know that Arizona's got their two tackles for the next eight years to ten, like let's say the next decade, that's pretty solid. To know that you are protecting your quarterback essentially for the next 10 years, I'm okay with that. But it's not Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> right. So, Oakland was one of the teams that were involved in uh, – or not, sorry. Las Vegas is one of the teams involved in trying to trade up right for that first yes, pick. Yes, I know there's been speculation of would the Raiders trade Max Crosby Ooh. and then a package of picks to get to one, and then would the Bears be more willing to – to drop further down in the draft and maybe at that nine spot take a Dunze oh. with then having Crosby. So then you'd have Max Crosby and Montez Sweat on your kind of front line. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm sold on Marvin Harrison Jr. I want that to be the answer. I, I, I think say. having DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr., some flexibility in the free agency market to bolster the offensive line and then draft some more defense, I think that's a big part of – putting the situation there and competing in what currently looks like a pretty tough NFC North. No doubt. All right, I started the draft one more time. Yep. For either Oakland or we just – let's just take Caleb and see how it works out. Okay. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. So let me reject all these. So let's say Chicago 
actually is taking Caleb Williams one. So they go. No, <laughs> he goes one. Harrison Jr. to the uh, Reds or to the whatever they are. May to New England. Jaden Daniels there is no. Okay, now you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> now this thing's on drugs. It worked once. All right, that's just kind of cool to kind of look at and. Hey, maybe we're going to get Malik Neighbors at nine. It's so funny that your team and my team want the same guy, and you hold the cards. I don't know that that's necessarily – they they are very highly interested in the same guy. I think you guys want him for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we, didn't, number one, don't know what Ryan Poles is thinking. A lot of people on the outside, if you're a Bears fan, they want Caleb Williams. Yeah. I just disagree with you. Thank God we beat the Eagles for a fourth win this year. And – screwed ourselves with the third pick, which essentially would boycott the Bears from moving down. I mean, right? Say it again. Sorry. Okay, so if if the Cardinals wouldn't have gone and done Arizona Cardinals uh, things yeah, yeah. and beaten the Philadelphia Eagles for a worthless fourth win yep. to move then to fourth instead of third, so now New England's third, if we would have stayed at third, yes. I think we would have blockaded – Yep. Any trade down that yep. that you could have made, unless you're trading down with Washington, but I don't know that that makes, two. makes a lot of sense. Because then two is still valuable because people are going to want to get up there and take a quarterback. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, it's it's just funny that like Arizona needs Marvin Harrison so bad, and the Bears need him as well. I mean, who doesn't need him? But you know what I'm saying. In this scenario, it just pisses me off. If I can say that on the air. I apologize if I can. Yeah. It's Monday. I think you can. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Just ticks me off. I get it. I all get right. It. I'm sorry. This is we not a the lot direction of... we were going. Nah, it's all good. Uh, let's circle back real quick. As far as Illinois' path forward, then we'll hear a little bit of Brad Underwood here coming up. So, at Michigan on Thursday, a team that we wondered, I know that the the original line of thinking was, okay, Doug McDaniel's going to be out in road games, have the chance to play at home, but so until weird. we see it, then maybe he won't because the press release said he'll be in uniform for games at home. And then, lo and behold, he's in the starting lineup today, and he plays. Okay. So okay. that's he's doing the Kyrie Irving when Kyrie Irving <laughs> was not vaccinated, so then he could play at home games for the Brooklyn Nets and then couldn't play on the road, which was a really weird thing. That and was very weird. A super weird thing for Doug McDaniel because you know, the talk around him is that he is having academic issues. That's what I've. Yeah, that's exactly what I read. So if he's ineligible, he shouldn't be playing at all. If he's cl- <laughs> if he's borderline ineligible, why is he not? Why is he playing at home and not on the road? Like- so my only thought to that, because I thought about this, is that a home game isn't until let's say seven o'clock at night. He can still go get the uh, tutoring that he needs and or, go to class and do the class thing. Whereas if a road trip to, for instance, next year to USC, yeah, <laughs> takes him away from an entire day. Even though I know those guys, I'm pretty sure, right? You would know this better than I that they take, like, on the road, they take, like, a tutor or something, don't they? Or they yeah. at least have a study session. Yeah. Like, usually a, an individual coach oversees it, I think. So, oh, speaking of that, what's up with Tim Anderson? Did you, Were you hoping I'd that, forget that? No, I wasn't, no. Was Julian, like, F-bombing the uh, – I don't know. I wish I knew more about that. I haven't, like, dug around and okay. asked – my sources around the program, what happened. I know that at the very end of the game, Julian was kind of saying to the Orange Crush, like, why are you leaving? This kind of stuff. Uh, like, you know, typical that shouldn't bother you. Stuff that happened. So surely there was probably there was more to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what was said, but then if you've seen on Twitter, Anderson blows by Julian Reese and doesn't shake his hand. Julian takes exception and then there's a shouting match involving Jameer Young gets into it. Same thing with uh, Justin Harmon. And what a a great look. Yeah. Well, Lindy says Julian was talking some mad stuff, poop, the entire game. But listen, that happens. happens. And if you can't – you know, this is what drives me nuts. And I'm not saying Tim Anderson talks smack. I mean, I can't imagine a coach doing it. But 
I mean, it does happen. I'm, I'm not I don't saying know how pretend, many, but coaches yeah. do get involved. I don't know how many times I've seen two players in a game on opposing teams talk smack, and then one player gets the better of the other when it comes to results, and then the other player gets mad and then wants to. And right. it's like, well, if if you're gonna talk smack, then you have to you have to deal with it when you get punked. Yeah. Or when you lose, you have to. If you're gonna enter that game, that's why I never entered it. Because I, I wasn't quite sure that I was going to win most of the things that I entered. So I'm not going to come out here and just start talking smack. But I, I, that's what drives me. That's why I don't like it in the game. I don't like it in the game in general. But I know what happens. And Luke Goody's probably is. Luke Goody should have been called for three hard fouls yesterday. And I don't know if it's because he's Luke Goody that the officials are like, hey, hey settle down. I mean, he like literally punched a dude once. And I was like. <laughs> Wow, how's that not a foul on Luke? He's, I mean, he's an, he plays he's with an anger. Edgy, physical guy. He is. But, yeah, I mean, like, if you go back to the Michigan State game, look at how many times Coleman, like, stares down their bench. Oh. After he makes a three or after he blocks a shot or there's a shot clock violation, he is a agitator, like, aggressor and instigator, whatever. Instigator, better word than agitator, probably. But, uh he is of, of that that mold as well. So it works both ways. Like I can't imagine this is the first guy to come into State Farm Center and talk crap for an opposing team. I I just can't. I, I'll never forgive. I'll never excuse me. Um I'll never believe that. Yeah. But then again, I don't I don't know exactly what was said. Right. So I, I can't sit here and claim that I do and that, you know, could Julian Reese have said something? That really, really bothered yeah, Tim true. Anderson, possibly. But usually, things get heated in the game, and everybody lines up and shakes hands. You don't yep. have to say anything to the guy. Yeah, yeah, just just, sh- just do your thing. That, that's normally how I would would. Uh, that's how I would err on it or lean on it. Is just unless it was just something terribly egregious, mm-hmm. where pretty much everyone other than Tim shook his hand. Right. Then just <laughs> just shake the dude's hand. Yeah, just get it done. Don't make it a story. See, now it's a story. Right. So, yeah. No, I – and Lindy's basically saying that it was bad, that Julian was calling – that was calling out the bench and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like – I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Wade said Brad running the guys extra today. Maybe that's what Luke's doing. Possibly. Luke's like he can't can't call us because he can't talk because he can hardly (laughs) breathe because he's – Exhausted after running these wind sprints. Today would be a bad day, I bet. Or they take the day off. Because they don't play um, again until Thursday. They might have a day off. Okay. Although, yeah, you never know. <laughs> Maybe Brad just random texted the guys at 3 o'clock and said, show up to Oven, bring your running shoes. It's always one of my favorite stories that everybody's heard. But when we lost to Atwood Hammond my senior year and we waited in the locker room for coach and he never came and he never came and we're all like looking at each other and all of a sudden the door slams open now you had to open the door and walk down a corridor of lockers before you could see the rest of the team so we didn't see him we just hear the door slam open and he says I'll see you at the gym at eight if you're riding the bus you better get that on it and we were like oh (laughs) so the next day we are at the gym and Mr. Riddle, Coach Riddle, Jim, um, walks out on the other end of the gym, and Chris Smith, our point guard, was bringing – I know I've told you this a hundred times. I love this story. Chris – I didn't like it at the time – is bringing the balls out from the locker room. You know, you remember those things? Yes. You put yeah, them in the – basket of balls exactly. you roll out. Yeah, yep. you rolled out, and, and all we hear is Coach go, Chris, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm getting the balls for practice. He's like, we don't need those today. And we were like <laughs> – no! <laughs> Man. And we would run, and every once in a while, he would he would be like, uh, I don't know what it was, 71-68. He just kept throwing the score out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, and then I had my buddy Brad Beasley. He could make himself puke. And I was a senior, and I finally looked at Brad after about the eighth line drill. 
I finally looked at him and said, do it. And he went over to the garbage can and just, I mean, we've been running for 40 minutes. Finally, coaches goes, I'll see you Monday. And he just, <laughs> I think he went and had beer with my dad that day. <laughs> I loved coach. See, I love that stuff. That's now. a great story. I love coach. Yeah. He was kind of a, like, not a second dad. My dad was a wonderful man, but he was just kind of a guy I could talk to and shoot the bull with, you know, but, oh, And man. run miles for, apparently, too. Miles <laughs> for. He had, hey, who, what, who's the strength guy? I'm Fletch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim was the first Fletch, right? <laughs> not, not with muscles, but with uh, in shape cardio. Cardio. That's right. Coach should have started his own, uh, <laughs> like cardio tape. Hey, hey, today we're going to, we're going to run wind sprints. And I brought my Villa Girl basketball team to show you how. <laughs> He's capitalizing off us. Oh, that's horrible. All right, I need to shut up. All right, yeah, uh, we were going to play Brad, and then we, we got off track a little bit. Hey, you know, it's a, it's a federal holiday. Lon's here. And, you know, Lon's here. And, um, yeah. It's 14-0, by the way. Buffalo oh. Bills are up. All the Steelers are driving two tight end touchdowns for the Bills, one for Dawson Knox, and one for Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, hopefully had that in FanDuel. Nice little. Anytime touchdown score. Yeah. Tight ends. Let's look at the box score to see who the glaring omission is. <laughs> oh, it's Stefan Diggs. It's negative 40 yards. How did that happen? Shocking. He just ran backwards. <laughs> Catch a break, and then you'll hear from Brad Underwood, who may be running the guys in practice right now. This is The Drive. Hey, could you tell me what aisle your car batteries are in? Sure. I'll go grab one for you. Here's your battery. It might be expired, but oh well. Also, the brand isn't that great, but it should work for at least a year or two, maybe. Anyways, I went ahead and charged you for it, and here's the battery. Okay, have a great day. Uh, what just happened? Sometimes good things are hard to find, but they're worth the wait. Make the trip out to Interstate All Battery Center at 2504 North Madison Avenue and get all of your battery needs taken care of by the trusted professionals. Give them a call today at 355-4855. Welcome to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hi, I'm looking for a refrigerator. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Oh, yeah, well, I just need a refrigerator. Don't need the whole store. But you get it, the whole store. My kitchen is only about this big you get me hello all those delivery installation and service technicians in back wow all those people the dick van dyke five ten year protection plan which means in the unlikely event something goes wrong in the first five years your repair cost is nothing nothing 10 years parts coverage on the major components looks like i'm getting more than the refrigerator today um how much does this whole store cost nothing come on for real we guarantee to beat any competitor's deal all that other stuff we talked about like our service tax and your five ten year protection plan all all included. I'm Dennis Freakin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. And when we say you get the whole store, we mean the whole store. Wow! Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. 
Take a look around your home. Is it finally ready for some much-needed updates? If you don't know where to start, then just meet with one of our experts. We'll help you find the perfect waterproof plank floor for your kitchen or that stain-resistant, super-soft carpet for your bedroom. Finish your room update with a custom sofa and chairs or choose a trendy in-stock dining set that's priced right. Come home to Carpet Weavers, where floors, furniture, and family meet. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products backed by the best warranties in the business and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows, and doors. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com and let's get started on your project. Yeah, Maryland deserves all the credit. Uh, every ounce of it. Um, my fault for uh, not getting these guys in the right frame of mind defensively. Um, I thought we were as mistake prone as we've ever been this season on that side. Uh, Maryland deserves a lot of the credit. Uh, we've play, played a lot of really good, a really a lot of really really good guards. Um, Guarded him okay today. Jameer um, kind of had his way with us, but uh, got off to a great start and uh, just literally went flat, went dead on the defensive side. And and we had two actual offensive rebounds at half, so that'll tell you where our effort was at. Uh, I think one of them was a team offensive rebound, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you can see we weren't. Um, very energetic. Uh, as you guys know, I'm all about defense and rebounding. That's what wins. It's what's won us a lot of games in the last four years. A um, little better effort the second half. And then the second half was, uh, I think we were eight for 24. Uh, somebody told me on, on layups. And uh, I don't know, their size, their length, I don't know. Uh, we've seen, kind of seen that all year. But uh, we didn't make layups today, and um, um, com compound that with really poor defense and and uh, defensive execution and um, shoot twenty three percent. You're the sixth rank offense in in college basketball. Uh, give all the credit to Maryland. Coach, fifty two points in the paint. For Maryland, was there something they were doing that was causing you some difficulty around the rim? Nothing we haven't seen. Nothing we haven't seen. Brad, Luke said Maryland was tougher than us and we have to get back on brand. What's that look like for you guys? Practice. I, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, we had a disjointed day on Friday and, and uh, or well, I don't even know what today is, and then, uh, um, Yesterday we were we were solid, but uh, yeah, we got to get we got to we got to get back to who we are. And uh, it's it's I mean Quincy Gray having no offensive rebounds. Um, um, you know it's uh, let's see, Coleman had one, um, Ty had none, Marcus had none, or Ty had two. Excuse me, Ty had none, but Ty had zero rebounds in, in offensively in the last two games. So. Um, it was coming. It was coming. Getting, fi figuring out that you know when, sometimes when you think it's easy, it's it's you forget what made it easy. And that's effort. Yeah, Brad. Um, you mentioned the the layups in the first half. One point two points per possession in offense, and fell off the cliff in the second. Point seven something points per possession. Were you happy with the shots? Was it just the layups? What was the? They're layups. Yeah. How can you get a better shot than a layup? They're layups. The easiest shot that God created when he created the game of basketball is a layup and or a dunk. A layup. A layup. And you have to learn at this level to make some contested ones sometimes. They're layups. You've seen us play all year. We make them all the time. Today we didn't. Brad, you mentioned maybe not getting you know, guys in the right frame of mind defensively. Did you see an indication, I don't know, either before the game, at some point during, that it was going to be that? Not really. 
I mean, Justin Herman minus 16, uh, minus 16 today in the plus minus after the game he played the other day, and 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 we've got him guarding Michigan State's best player at the end of the game, and minus 16. And I'm not just picking on him; it's everybody. I, it, it's um, you know I'm not very happy. I'm a bad loser. I'm a really crappy loser. And and when it's because we don't guard. And we don't rebound and we don't play. That's the one thing that every single player can control every day is their mental approach to the game and their physical effort. And Michigan State just, or um, Michigan State we had at Maryland today just whipped us. And uh, that that's frustrating. Brad, with you guys being top 10 in the country, is this a reminder that there'll be a target on your back, that this is a win that people are going to want to get? Is, is that something you guys will have to? Yeah, we better learn to deal with that and um, you know now we can join the crowd you know every other top 10 team lost to an unranked team and, and we were um, doesn't make it feel any better that's for darn sure I we just you know we can't think we're we're good we got to understand why we're why we why we've gotten to the point we've gotten to and uh, um, again Maryland deserves all the credit today It's with Julian Reese. I mean, it seemed like Coleman had that matchup at some points and didn't others. Is that just a tough one that he presents, or who's not in this league? I mean, he's he's a good player. He had zero against Purdue. I I mean, I I don't know. I I mean, it's um, Coleman's guarded great players every single night. Um, you know, we we. He's a he's a really good player. He's an all league guy. He's you know eleven rebounds and you know he he was he was dominant today and um, you know I thought we went to our you know kind of our five way switching and and he didn't it wasn't as easy for him but I mean we just gave him some gifts I mean we we left the hole um, Marcus ran out to a corner and left him wide open under the basket and I you know it's just I don't I don't know mentally today we 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 didn't have it. Brad Ding gave you a, a little bit of a spark in, in that first half. Played one minute in the second half. Was that mostly defensive reasons, or was yes? You okay. Dane's going to help us. Dane's going to help us. I, I, I. We need Dane's physicality, um, and and it's 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 not about offense. You know. He, um, you know, we we can't throw Dane the ball 18 feet from the rim and have him shoot a 15-foot jump hook and, and then go down and get back screen and give up a layup. Um, Dane's effective when he's four feet from the rim. And, uh, you know, we've got to have him guarding better and, and not making mistakes that affect other people. That's my fault. That's my, that's my job to get him ready for that. Brad, with the shorter bench that you have now, and Marcus, a lot of falling on him offensively, which is a little less efficient over the last couple of games. Any concern with the offense being too one-sided? or No, he's um, the top of the scouting report. And um, I don't know, he had 26 tonight. Um, I, I didn't think he played great. I thought he got pretty good looks. Um, yeah, we got to, you know, getting Nico back today wasn't quite the right game for that. But getting Nico back will help um, give us another ball handler. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. We'll see, but a lot's going to be asked of him. There's no doubt. Brad, you played Coleman with two fouls in the first half. Was that I mean, just your trust in him? Was it just the way the game was going? You needed him out there. We just don't see typically a lot of that from you. I'm just wondering, kind of what the situation was with there. Well, I pretty much trust him. I think he's the best, one of the best defenders in the league. And uh, you know, we went to a, you know, we started doubling. Um, you know, Reese with him to kind of protect him. Um, but, uh, yeah, Coleman had a tough day. He had a tough day. And that's, you know, we're never going to be, uh, you know, the best team in the country when he's in, when he's not at his best. Coach, you're just, just going seven deep right now and Dane, Dane played just 10 minutes. Is fatigue becoming a factor, especially shooting the ball in, in the second half there? No. Best conditioned team in the country with a million dollar room for recovery. No. That thought doesn't has never entered my mind as long as I've been a basketball coach. They're 20 years old, 22 years old. They're not getting tired. They play basketball every single day of their 
their life. Getting tired is not something they do. I know you mentioned this wasn't the right day for Nico. So not, not even just him specifically, but broadly, when you have a guy coming off of injury, like what are you looking for to kind of know when the right time is once they're cleared to, to work them back? In the yeah, game? I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that practice. Um, you know, starting to see, you know, some some consistent play in practice. There's a conditioning point of that in practice. There's a uh, um, uh, matchup part of it from the game side of things. Uh, there's a tempo piece to that. Um, but, um, you know, I got a lot of belief in Nico, and, and uh, there's no doubt, you know, Nico and Draven, uh, th those guys' time is coming, and they're going to help us. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Are you tired of getting the short end of the stick and always being stuck with cold water for your showers? Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing is here to help. With current tax incentives and rebates, you can save up to $900 on a high-efficiency tankless water heater, unlimited hot water, and saving on your energy bills. It seems like the best gift you could give your home. With the current promotion of 0% financing for qualified applicants, you can't afford not to call. 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Your home's best friend. Did you know the Anita Purvis Nature Center is a home for live animals? Stop by the Nature Center. View the turtles, owls, snakes, and salamanders. These were orphaned or injured animals who wouldn't be able to survive in the wild, but they help educate the public at the Nature Center. Sponsor an educational animal for as little as $15 a month and make sure that animal has good food, housing, and medical care. For details, visit urbanaparks.org. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black, and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those wraps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you. Whether your regular beauty counter has disappeared or you want a beauty refresh, then it's time to visit Merle Norman. Beautiful changes happen every day at Merle Norman. Whether you have a special event coming up or you're just in the mood for something new, you can depend on Merle Norman Cosmetics to satisfy all your beauty needs. From advanced skincare solutions to the latest looks and color, we're locally owned and ready to help you with expert guidance and award-winning products. No wonder we've been the go-to brand for millions of women since 1931. Visit us today at 706 West Market View Drive over by Subway. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. You heard Brad Underwood's comments after yesterday's game against Maryland. Not happy. Not quite happy. Nope. I do agree with his response in the idea that these kids are 20, 21, 22 years old. I mean, in college, come on. That's the best shape of my life. These guys are fine with fatigue. These guys are fine. And there's a timeout every four minutes. It's true. And 20 at the end of a half and the end of a game, seems yeah. like. I didn't necessarily get the vibe that Illinois was worn out in the no. second half yesterday, and that's why they missed shots. I mean, I know that you would pinpoint maybe missing layups as shots they should normally make, and is there any wear and tear there that's setting in for a squad that hasn't been having a lot of depth right? and is being, have, being put in a position where they have to rely on more of their just core guys that, of course, had one of theirs leave and, and Terrence Shannon, but I, I don't know. I didn't necessarily think that that was the reason why yesterday happened as it did. On the note of it just wasn't your day, 
I thought the two layups that Gary A missed yesterday were easier than the one he made <laughs> against Michigan State. Right. I mean, it felt like he took off from the top of the key against Michigan State. I'm like, how did he do that? I heard Mike LaTulip on the post game yesterday mention he's like, I don't know why he won't jump off two legs. He's always got to jump off one. <laughs> it is kind of true, but Mike's always hammering home the go off at two feet, which I get it. It yeah. gives you a lot more options in terms of being able to gather and totally fake and just whatnot. I'm just going to move on from that game. It was just kind of a, bleh. hey, I've got the Wisconsin schedule up. All right, let's do that. It, well, I had it up. Hold on. Give me. Can I say a beef about ESPN, the website? Go ahead. We are now into January in NCAA basketball, right? Now I'm going to take a crack at, all soccer fans out there. Here we go. NCAA football's done, right? It is. It is done. Okay. It is still, I don't know what you call this, but they have six headliner sports across their whatever you call, it. you know, you, you you pull it you pull up ESPN, mm -hmm. you see Josh Allen, who by the way just ran for a fifty-two yard touchdown, according to you. It's twenty-one nothing Buffalo. So you see NFL makes total sense. They live off the NFL. Yes. Then you see NCAA football. What what am I seeing that for? Then you see NBA, yeah, NHL, that's peculiar to me, and I'm a hockey fan. Major League Baseball right now isn't making many waves. And then soccer. Is it even going on right now? Is there soccer going on right now somewhere? So you have to go to the – I know this is like first world problems. You have to go then to the down arrow to get to NC – Where the dot, dot, dot is? Yeah. Yes, to get to NCAA men or NCAA women. By the way, I'm so glad that this popped into my head. Did you catch the primetime women's game between Indiana and Iowa? I did not. On F on Fox. I didn't, no. Gus Johnson doing the game. Was that Saturday or last Saturday night? night, I believe, because I recorded it and then watched it yesterday. Caitlin Clark, I'm not first of all, Caitlin didn't have her best game but had 30 points and, like, 12 assists. <laughs> Man. She is something else. Indiana's really good, and Iowa pulled away from them and won by, like, 20. There was another girl. Was it Missy Daniels? I can't think of her name. A shorter girl for Iowa that could not miss and was making play after play, but that place was packed. Hawkeye Arena was packed. And it was, I'm telling you what, Caitlin Clark is must-watch TV. I think she missed her first five threes, but still finished with 30 points. I mean, let's be honest. She's given the go-ahead to shoot whenever she oh, wants. Oh, yeah. But she also had like 12 assists in that game, and she sets her teammates up wonderfully. She's solid defensively. I mean, that Indiana that Indiana team is really good, and we're, they were just blown off the court by Iowa, by Caitlin Clark. They were talking how she has a decision to make. Gus Johnson was laughing. He's like, I tried to get it out of her, you know, as to whether or not she'll be the number one pick in the WNBA draft or come back to college because she can take a COVID year. I would love to know what she makes NIL-wise. I, I would have to think it'd be number one on Iowa's campus. Maybe not. Does she make more I would than imagine a football? so. More than anybody on the men's basketball team. Well, yeah. Football team, definitely more than um, oh, what's Cooper DeGene. Well, I was going to make the joke and say I, I couldn't even think of the quarterback's name. <laughs> the guy that is like, uh, yeah, kind of a bigger dude. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, oh, Deacon Hill. Yeah, with the yeah. kind of mustache I think he had. Or uh, Jay would call it like the Deke sneak or something like that. <laughs> Big boy. Big guy, kind of a not big a very guy. good uh, passer. You don't look at him and say athlete. I'll put it I'd that say way. not. But, you know, Britt Miller will tell you he, you'd say the same about him, and he was one of the best athletes well, I've yeah. ever seen. But I, so, But, no, it was just – it was so cool to see Caitlin Clark. I mean, it was just I, – I would watch – I'd watch every one of her games. A couple of spinoffs from what you just said. Number one, I wish we had – another reason why I wish we had Jay Lehman in today yeah. is because he went to Mackey Arena earlier in the oh, week that's right. and saw Caitlin Clark with uh, his daughter, who he said is six years old and a huge Caitlin Clark <sighs> fan. I wonder what that was like 
uh, to oh, watch her in person. I thought he said he had done it. Or, no, they were going they were to going. do it. Yeah. I saw one Facebook post from him where he was recording where they were sitting. They sat right on the wall close to the um, close to the basket. So they had really good seat. They were front yeah. row, unless he was just down there for the warm-ups, but he was, he was videoing uh, Caitlin, and then he did the classic. Like, he went to his – one daughter and she was she was like mad that she was that he was even you know videoing, videoing her. her dad stop exactly yeah. and then the other daughter who could care less you know that's i can remember taking uh taking andrew to a what what is the what's the group that they don't play music they do everything acapella like there's five of them they do the and they, oh, they yeah. sing and stuff um they sing like uh, i i can't think of it. anyway they came to State Farm Center, or may have been Assembly Hall back then. Andrew was pretty young, and I was recording one of the songs, and then I swung the camera over to him, and he was just, like, mad at me the rest of the night at, like, eight years old. I'm just like, dude, just deal with it. This is what parents do. You know what's funny? I think back on those moments. Like, I see some pictures, like, I refuse to smile or something like that. I was so annoyed on how many pictures my mom would want to take, and then I'm like, man, why was I such a, you know what? And now I'll, I'll deal with that. Oh, right yeah, now, man. you oh. know, right now, Cade loves me and he thinks I'm the funniest dude yep. on earth. And at some point, he's going to be annoyed by me. Oh, horribly, <laughs> horribly annoyed. Pentatonics. Thank you, Sal. All right. So the Wisconsin Badgers have not lost in Big Ten play. Correct. I'm going to start reading these. You tell me when the first loss occurs. All right. At Penn State. That will not happen. Indiana at home. Nope. At Minnesota. Nope. Michigan State at home. Hmm. Chance. Yeah. At Nebraska. Chance. I agree. Purdue at home. Definitely chance. At Michigan. Nah. At Rutgers. Nah. Ohio State at home. Nah. At Iowa. Probably not. That'll be a weird. It is every year. It is always the. You got one team battle. that just just like let's go, and then the other is like we're gonna slow them and. Uh, then they've got Maryland at home. No, at Indiana, I could see maybe a loss there. Illinois at home. Why not? Rutgers at home and then at Purdue. So They get Purdue twice. Yeah, so let's say they lose to Purdue twice. Illinois should root for that. Mm-hmm. And then lose one of at Nebraska or at Indiana. Yeah. So that's three losses, and then you would have maybe Michigan State. Maybe Michigan State goes in there. Illinois obviously can go in there and beat them. Mm-hmm. Or at Iowa, I guess. I can still see them losing three or four. But Purdue's already at two. Right. And have to go to Wisconsin. I mean, they get Wisconsin at home the very last game of the year, Sunday, March 10. Have to go to Illinois still? Uh, y- no. A, Purdue, Purdue will. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, my, my bad. Yeah. No. Yeah, because Illinois doesn't. We don't get Wisconsin at home this year. Correct. Okay. If you look at Ken Palm, which Lon wakes up to every morning. Every morning. Um, they are currently projecting Purdue and Wisconsin to go 15-5 and five okay. in the Big Ten. Illinois is slotted then just a rung behind them at 13-7. and seven. Okay. Trying to th- see who else would be in that range. That would be third in the league, and they got a handful of teams at 11-9 and nine projected. You've got Northwestern, get this, Nebraska, mm. and Michigan State projected at 11 and 9. So, uh, Illinois now, in terms of the projections, two games behind the top group of Wisconsin, although okay. they're all by themselves right now at 5 and 0, and Purdue, if they are able to make up some ground. But missed opportunity for Illinois in terms of staying only one game behind Wisconsin if they would have won against Maryland. Agree. And that's kind of the thing. Like, Yes, it's fair to say you're due for kind of an off game and, and everybody usually loses one that maybe you, you feel like you shouldn't have or that you should have won. But if Wisconsin doesn't drop one at the Kohl Center this year, that could be the difference in, in a Big Ten title or not. Isn't that so. amazing? Isn't that amazing? I, you got to win your home games. You know, Sean Harrington always does that breakdown. You got to win. Your, you got to take care of business at home and then steal some road wins. And – that's that's the thing. It, it, like, if that was at Maryland yesterday, it wouldn't be as alarming, right? Or you wouldn't be as frustrated, maybe, 
with the idea that that occurred. But you'd still sit there and wonder why in the world can <laughs> Illinois not beat Maryland? It's crazy. We don't go to Maryland, by the way. No, no, no we do. do. Yeah, we do on Saturday, February seventeenth. Yeesh. Is that that's the day before Daytona five hundred? Let's go. Right? I would. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that as I well know. as you did. Look, you you didn't have to mention it, right? Kind of like me with Ken Palm. <laughs> You're like uh, hunting down a starting grid for Daytona almost yeah. every morning when you wake up. Absolutely. Fire them up. Let's go. I can't wait for Daytona. I love Daytona 500. I've told you, I've told Trevor, I've told Kyle, I've told anybody that'll listen. Even if you're not a NASCAR fan all year, you know, it's the Super Bowl. So you can imagine all the pomp that goes into a Super Bowl. It's not like that. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Unless you're a NASCAR fan, then you're tearing it up and eating it up. But there's something about it. It's the first race of the season the broadcasters are fired up. You know, the cameramen are fired up. They're giving you like, they're giving you shots that you've never seen before as they run along the sides of the cars. You're like, ah, oh, let's. And it's, I don't know. There's something about the energy of a Daytona 500 that is so cool. I want to go one of these years to a Daytona 500. I think that would be awesome to go. I think I never used to have that on my bucket list. I just wanted to go to an NASCAR race, and I did at Talladega, which was awesome. But I want to. I want to see Daytona 500. I want to be down there for that race. That would be so cool. That'd be so cool. Yeah, but I'm fired up for that. Anyway, yeah. So they play them on Saturday. So let's win Saturday, the February 17th at Maryland, and then get me into Daytona 500 gear. I'm ready. There you go. There I don't have, have a it. favorite race car driver. I don't have a favorite driver. How many numbers do they have? Like, if I randomly pick a number, or is it? Uh. They're so random. Yeah. So I was going to say, <laughs> whatever. Like one through 43. Whatever like, day my daughter is born yeah. on, then I'm going to bet that car to that's win the Daytona. Idea. But then there might not be a car. Well, like, that's true. You might not. Uh, you... Oh, there's no 17 cars. <laughs> Crap. Oh, there's 17 just... is in two days. I can't, that can't be true. It's way too soon. Oh, I'm a dinger. I, 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 there's usually. I, you, you'd be surprised. You might be able to hit. All right. Might be able to hit a car. If not, you could go to step two, which would be when Cade was born. It's true. 28th. There's got to be a 28, right? So, yeah, that's not a bad idea. That'd be your rooting interest. In, uh, I used to know numbers of a lot of the NASCAR. You know, with Junior at 88, Dale at 3. I used to know a lot of that stuff. but Or no, J well, Dale Jarrett rode 88 for a long time. Mm. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, there's some, there's some, I don't know. I think Jarrett rode 88. Am I? I got to get my... I got to get my racing. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Skills back on. Are you looking to see? What I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not getting a lot of answers. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're they're random. They go from like uh, kicker to offensive line numbers. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're just like I don't. I, I'm not going to try to figure this out. Daytona. Two one seven. Just just keep turning left. That's NASCAR. Love the drive. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my brother. Who uh, by the way, tomorrow's the one year anniversary. Of my brother passing. Uh, my brother always used to say, he's like, do you think they get home and like, like bounce off the, like the walls, like walking down the hallway? Cause they've been turning left the whole day. <laughs> right. Right. 